This podcast is brought to you by King's Council Coaching. The mission of the King's Council is to help you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. If you're an entrepreneur ready to upgrade your finances and align yourself with other powerful kingdom-minded men and women, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com to start your legacy of excellence today. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Chosen Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Spittler, Director of Member Relationships here at the King's Council. And this week I got my homie on the podcast with me this week, uh, Chris McCormick. So great to have you on the podcast this week, man. Hey, it's great to be here, Caleb. Thank you. Like I said, it's an honor. <laughs> well, this is going to be a fun one. Chris is a, he's a CPA, he's an accountant, a tax strategist. Now, don't be fooled lest you hear the words accountant and think that Chris is just any accountant. Usually that's not uh, seen as the most exciting job title ever, but when you hear how many thousands of dollars he can save you in tax strategies, then it gets a little bit more exciting. So Chris is a, he's a cool accountant. Have you ever seen the movie Accountant, Chris? I have not, but I've heard about it. You have to see that movie, yeah, man. <laughs> You're a CPA. You got to go see that movie. It's a great movie. So hopefully you don't secretly kill people. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Chris, you have one of, if not the best stories of how you became a member of King's Council and part of this movement. So let's start there. Why don't you you tell us the story of how you got involved with King's Council? Certainly. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey. I think it started... Early last year, they were running a free virtual masterminds, five-day course, I'll say, where Riley and a couple of the other guys were were talking about biblical entrepreneurship and, and achieving everything that you're meant to achieve, and they were relating it back to the Bible. And so I saw an ad, and I, I got plugged in, and I, I sat through the whole week, and it was the first time I really heard anybody talking about, like, personal development and achieving all the greatness that is inside of you and relating it back to the Bible. Prior to that, I, I mean, I had a walk with God that, that we'll get into here, but uh, I wasn't fully committed to the mission of Jesus. And so I thought it was great and I thought they were up to some good things. I, I kind of put it on hold and I didn't commit right away. And then throughout the course of, of 2021, from like January to right about this time, I was kind of working on myself and and reading more of the scriptures and, and seeing what God had to say to me. It ended up getting me plugged into doing an Ironman. And then that led to me just like putting it all out there for Jesus and, and committing to entrepreneurship and, and King's Council and, and leaving a corporate job and, and doing all these things to uh, really see what, what he had in store for me. So it, it goes back to January. But like I said, it, it, there's a whole story leading up to that that, that we can dive into. Yeah, go for it, man. Let's hear it. I grew up in a in a family, Catholic family. I'm one of five kids, the oldest son. So we went to church every Sunday. I was plugged into to church school, youth group there, went on a couple like Catholic retreats. And I, I did believe in God and, and thought that he was out there. And then it started to take a turn 
in high school. I mean, I, I had a couple friends that I felt very close to that, that lost their lives. You know, they, they got in car accidents too in the span of six months. And when that started to happen, I was like, if there's a God, like, how can he let this happen Two two great people that, that I had a lot of love and respect for just gone in a matter of moments. And so that just changed my whole perspective. And I started to, to grow resentful and angry towards God and, and honestly to the world and just stopped caring as much as I did. And so obviously senior year of high school, and then I, I go to college and, and college is a time where you can just do just about anything. You know, you don't have any supervision. You don't think you have any supervision, really. If you're if you're a believer, you know that you have the supervision of God. But uh, I was I was going through the troubles that that was, and I, it was just undealt with. And so I got carried into uh, a lot of the college problems that people get carried into. You know, drugs, alcohol, and just a lot of depressing actions that that led to a whole snowball effect of my mental health. And and so like freshman to senior year, I was, I was just in it deep and it just got worse and worse every year. Like started out with just alcohol. Then it was marijuana. Then it was alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, like all these, all these deadly resources that, that we can turn to. It had an effect on, on what I was doing. And so came a point where I, I just did got too much to handle. And I made the the leap of faith of, of going and seeking help and, and coming to, to my parents who by the grace of God were very loving in the moment and, and, got me the help that I needed. So I checked myself into to therapy and, and started to figure out my life a little bit more, prioritize my, my health and well-being. And so graduated college, like started to turn into like mental health and, and physical health, uh, started running more strength training, all that stuff. I was still going to church every once in a while, but then I was like, I don't really understand what's going on. You know, somebody teaching from the altar and they're just going through certain motions that, that I didn't really fully understand. And so praying and, and talking to God, but also like not giving it my all. So fast forward like three years, 2021, that's where I was like, all right, like I'm in this corporate job. I don't really enjoy it. I really don't enjoy it. I know there's more out there because I'm reading all these books about like getting everything that you could possibly ask or imagine, you know, Tony Robbins, like real estate investing, the whole host, like the whole personal development thing I went through at all. And so uh, that's where I found King's Council. And that, that January mastermind, like I said, I f- saw an ad and I was like, all right, th- this is the year that I believe it to be the year of breakthrough. And, and this is where we go through certain things. This could be the best place to start. And it was like January 3rd, they were running it. So little did I know that God was going to be at the center of it all. And they're talking about the Bible and, and they're talking about it in a way that I've never heard it talked about, you know, like, talking about Jesus rather than just like going through the motions and and doing certain acts. And I was like, okay, like that's pretty cool, but it's a little, a little too much for me. Like (laughs) that's not, that's not what I know about, about God. And, and so I got plugged in and I started following some of the guys, Riley and and Christian and, and keeping up with what they were doing. And then I also started reading the Bible on my own and I was reading like the book of Proverbs, reading more of the gospel and, and started to see what they were talking about baptism and and repent and be baptized and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, like that's interesting. And so I told some people that were close to me at the time, I was like, you know, I keep reading the Bible and like, I I feel like I I should get baptized again. And, and those who I told, they're like, all right, we'll, we'll talk about that. Right. Like they didn't, they didn't have a relationship, a true relationship as I now know. And so fast forward to April and May, I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to really go for this. 
I commit to King's Council. I was like, I need to start a business. First call that I join in, Riley's talking about, there's somebody on this call like, like who, who just needs to take that next step. Maybe it's just getting your LLC, like filing for your EIN number. And I'm like sitting there, it was on Zoom. I'm I like, that's me. Like I know, I know that's me. So I, the next day I, I filed for like an LLC and started a business. And, and from there it just started to snowball into like writing down on my calendar a month from now, I'm going to be out of my job. And then a month later I, I gave my two weeks and then they had an event in New Jersey the day after I quit my job. So I was like, all right, I'm going there. And it was just miraculous, like seeing God move the way that he did and, and praying the way that we did and just being in the room with all these guys that I had seen on Zoom and had conversations with. And then at the end of it all, like they made the arrangements to, to get baptized. Like they, they, we got a blow up pool in, in the parking lot of the hotel room or in the hotel parking lot. And, uh, and so I was like, man, I, I was kind of sitting on the sidelines for a while. And then Christian was like, they went through four baptisms. Christian's like, anybody else want to? And I was like, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here and I got to do it. So I, I did it. And, uh, I mean, the Holy spirit was just pulling at me the whole time. It, it was all his plan all along. And I mean, ever since then, there's been trials, like relationships that I was in prior to that are no longer. My family has questioned a lot of my decisions, but like when you read the Bible and when you start to have a relationship and then you get in community with these people, you know, when you're on the right path and the path and the Bible says that we're going to face resistance and, and that's okay. Like that's all part of the plan. And so it just turned into this great story and it, it is really just getting started as, as we all are. So <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love that you went to a business event, uh, a business mastermind, and you got baptized there. You came away, you know, walking with Jesus full on. It's such an amazing story. All great, all glory to God, really. And obviously King's Council for making that a possibility. Like, I mean, had they not been stepping out like this in boldness, God knows where I would be. I would not have this relationship. I'd probably be in a corporate job, like going through the motions and, and questioning everything else. So it's funny to look back on, but luckily we don't have to face that reality. <laughs> right. Now we're going to talk about a lot of things on this podcast here, but let's just start there. If someone's in the place that you were, so they feel like maybe I have something of a relationship with God or some measure of faith that there's a higher power out there, but they know that they're not all in. I mean, you even mentioned that it's costly, right? It can, it can damage your reputation. It can hurt some different relationships. Any regrets on going all in for Jesus? Absolutely not. Absolutely. What not. would you say to that person that's in that place? <laughs> I would say, well, first and foremost, it starts by reading the scriptures like every morning, just commit to it. And I know that sounds like a lot, but if you can do that, you'll start to see that the pages just talk to you. And, and everything that we see in this world can be bottled down into scripture. All the good wisdom that we hear from people in these industries, you go back and, and you read Proverbs, especially, it's like, it's all right there. And so that that's, I started to realize that the truth is is in the Bible. And so, I mean, start by reading scripture, see how it talks to you and, and do it by praying, right? Like say, God, I want to know like what, what you have in store, what you need me to, to see. And he'll show up, especially, I mean, it says he works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so if you're seeking him, like he will give you the answers you're looking for. And then 
obviously the next thing is getting in community because I mean King's Council is the community to be in if you have even if you have questions about faith but if you have faith and you know that there's a lot out there for you then it helps to be in community with people that are going after it because there are communities that that don't necessarily go after it all and or they're they're not called to the same lifestyle as an entrepreneur or a business sure. owner or somebody that's that's going to fire on all cylinders. So, and King's Council is the only one that I saw. And that's that, that's that's another thing, Caleb. Is when I got so I got baptized and then I I needed to find a church here in Boston. And so I I was getting all excited, like finding out that that this is Christianity, right? We all we all like go and start businesses and and make a lot of money and and do all these things. And then. I get in the church, which the church here in Boston has been great, but it, it, it is, it's not everybody, right? So there are, there's a select few people that God has wired to, to go out and lead the way in the, in the marketplace. And so if that's your calling, then, then you need to get in the communities that, that offer that. And King's Council is it. And I, I don't see any, anybody else doing it. So I love it, man. I love that you mentioned Proverbs because, you know, people will read all the self-help you know, personal development books out there. Um, they'll go to these seminars, go to different things. And you said it so simply of all the wisdom that's in the world can actually be found in scripture. And if I told someone, hey, there's somebody that was, he wrote a book and he's the one of the richest, if not the richest person to ever live, makes Jeff Bezos look like he's playing on the you know, JV basketball team. This guy is, he's brilliant. He's, he's the wisest person to ever live. And he wrote a book that teaches you how to live wisely from heaven's perspective. Man, that's something that we shouldn't just read. That should be our Bible. Like that should be the thing that we study. That should be the thing that we dive into. Man, every day I read the proverb of the day. You know, there's 31 proverbs. You can read one for every day of the month. Every day I read it. Why? As soon as I get done, I start right back over. I read it again because like you said, as you read scripture, it'll talk to you and it will actually change your life. And obviously we'll talk more about getting into community, but one of the things I appreciate so much about you in particular, and I feel like this is unique to you, is in the personal development world or in the church, oftentimes people love hearing and learning but they don't always like applying. And one of the things I noticed with you is that whether it's the scripture or whether it's, you know, training for an Ironman or the Boston Marathon, whatever it is, you put things into practice. Can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, is that something that you see that people can go to seminar, 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 but they never actually change? And how have you been able to be different? We can go a whole host of ways, but I think, I mean, we say it best by saying action brings clarity, right? And and so you can have all these ideas that that you come up with, but if you're not acting on it, then it won't get you to where you envision yourself being. And so if you see yourself as as a marathon runner and finishing a marathon, that's great, but like if you're not going through the training and and the diet and the the sleep and and the regimen to get you there to to make sure that you get there, get to the finish line without getting injured, then it's just a dream. And I think there was a quote recently, it might have been even Riley, but it's like, a, a or Scott, but I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, uh, a goal without a plan is just a dream, right? And so I say that also because, I mean, your plan doesn't have to be perfect, but when you start to go through the motions, 
your steps start to make a little more sense. And, and when I started this business, for example, I went and got my LLC. I had no idea what it was going to do. I thought I was going to make like a, a digital program that, that would change the accounting world forever. And, and who know, and I, I still think that's possible. We, we probably will once we build up some capital, but like, like it was just getting the LLC that, that led me to, to take the next step of like, okay, now I need some income. Like, how can I do this? Like putting yourself out there. And then it's like, okay, I have a CPA, like I can go and, and share tax strategies with the world. And so when you start to like, it's just one step after the other, and it starts to make a little more sense. And, and it can be in any area of life, right? It can be in, in faith, it can be in finances, it can be in fitness, it can be in family, like, okay, I want to go on a vacation with my family this month, this year, like, okay, that's, that's something good to say. But if you're not putting money aside, if you're not, if you're not looking at resorts or, or places that you want to go, then it's not going to happen. So action brings clarity and, and the plan starts to take place when you start to take the steps and, and lead I your way. I love it, man. It's so true. I saw a quote that said, take action. An inch of movement will bring you closer to your goals than a mile of intention. An inch of movement will bring you closer to your goals than a mile of intention. And I think so many of us, we can imagine that that life that we want. We can imagine getting financially free. We can imagine getting more fit. But until you actually get up off your butt and take some action, nothing changes. You know, the best businesses in the world, somebody else probably had an, an idea of that. But the reason that that business succeeded is because they executed. They took action on it. And again, I think that's something that, that you do better than most. All glory to God, Caleb, but it's also biblical, right? I think of Moses, like in order for the Red Sea to be parted, he had to take that first step. And and that's one thing that I, I say over and over, like we need to, in order to get there, in order to get to the promised land, we have to start stepping towards it. So I received that, but but it is, it is uh, yeah, it's God's work over everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, again, it always comes back to the scripture, but but yeah, if you're looking to start a business and, you know, maybe you've just got so inside your head and you're thinking, okay, how am I going to hire employees or how am I going to raise money? It's like, okay, go out and like you said, you know, open an LLC, just take the first step and start to get some momentum and traction. And as you take action, that will change. Oftentimes your vision, it changes as you go along because you realize, man, I really have a heart for this or this opportunity opened up to me. Is that something that, I mean, you just mentioned that a little bit, but has your vision changed as you started to take action? Without a doubt. Yes. A lot of business is doing like we, we think we have to come up with this grand idea, right? People are like, what's the next big thing? And and they turn to like crypto or, or DraftKings or, or whatever it is, like some sort of technology, Facebook, you have to you have to come up with the next big thing. But a lot of business is just doing the same thing that's already been done with your unique ability. So while I I came with this big vision, now it's just like, OK, I'm, I'm a CPA. I have this knowledge and there's clients out there that need that service to be provided to them. So like it doesn't have to be this grand scheme. And, and I've definitely realized that as I start to walk it out, like I think the big vision is good because it lets you take those steps. But when you start to take those steps, you realize that there is a place for you, a unique place for you in the marketplace. And, and you start to find it exactly where mm. it is. I love it, man. Hey, one of the things I wanted to ask you, you made an Instagram post 
if you're looking to find Chris on Instagram, uh, very active, Chris McCormick, Chris underscore McCormick underscore. But you made an Instagram post that I really like, and you said that there were certain attributes of the wealthy that you found. Obviously, you work with a lot of wealthy individuals. I know you've talked about your goal um, to make $5 million, um, in a short amount of time here. Talk to me about what are some of the attributes that you've seen with wealthy individuals? First and foremost, Caleb, is they own a business and they invest in that business. As a CPA, I, I am familiar with the tax code and I know that this tax code was created to incentivize economic activity. And who provides the most economic activity? It's the business owners. So they have write-offs and, and this is just taxes, but we'll get into the other part real soon. But they provide write-offs and incentives for you to go out and invest in certain areas of the market so that their market increases, but also it's providing a benefit to you. And so business owners, and then the, the reason that also, not only are there tax advantages, but your income is, it's not capped, right? Like I, I worked a salary job prior to starting the business and they will, your value is determined by someone else, right? It's the, the market rate of whatever it is. And they do that because they need to keep their costs low and, and get that profit higher. But like, if you're not able to increase your income, then you won't be able to increase your wealth at a, at a rapid, at a more rapid pace, right? You could save and invest 10%, 20%, whatever it is, and it'll grow in 50 years. But like the wealthiest of the wealthy, they started a business, they invest in real estate. That's another thing, tax advantage assets. Dale Carnegie or Andrew Carnegie, said like 90% of millionaires have gotten so by investing in real estate. And that's because passive income, it's it's continuous income, and there's a lot of tax advantages as well. That's that's where the government incentivizes them. And then they're they're frugal, quite honestly, is like they, they live below their means, and which can be so hard in today's material world, where you see all the, the nice cars and the beautiful houses, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's within your means, right, you, you don't, there's a another study that that your as your income goes up, your lifestyle also goes up, and and that's that plagues a lot of Americans because we will make more money as our time on Earth increases, but it's what we're doing with that money. And if we don't have the right habits, then it can become burdensome. It's great. Yeah, I was just reading something yesterday. It said that there are almost 22 million millionaires in the United States today, more than ever before. That number has doubled in just the last four years. So the amount of millionaires in the U.S. has doubled in the last four years. So more people are getting wealthy here in the U.S. than ever before. But it also said that more people are living paycheck to paycheck than ever before. And it said that 39% are unable to cover a $1,000 emergency with cash. 39% of people, if they had a $1,000 emergency, would not be able to cover that expense. I mean, this is urgent. If you're messing around, if you're not really starting to educate yourself on, on some of the things that Chris is sharing here, there is a wealth divide happening here in the United States. And, and it's something that, again, more and more people are, are getting wealthy. The opportunity is there, but more and more people, like you said, are eating their seed rather than sowing their seed and reaping a harvest from that. How would you respond to that? I think it's good. And the first thing that comes to mind is that there's a lack of education. And I think financial education has been the biggest missing piece in our 
education system, right? Like we didn't learn anything about money growing up. We didn't learn anything about taxes growing up. And, and there's certain people out there, like if you were, are under a good roof, like they might have taught you some things, but but you don't. But there's so many people that don't learn it because either their parents don't know it or because the school didn't teach them. And so I think that's where, where I'm looking to step into is like providing this knowledge to the world. And there's so many people out there. I think of Caleb Williams. He's uh, he's leading the, the frontier on it and like providing the wisdom of like save and invest and, and certain tax advantaged assets will will help you out. And, and taxes are your biggest burden over your lifetime, right? You will spend more in taxes than any other category. And so finding ways to save on that is is going to benefit you in the long run. And I think a lot of younger folks are like, ah, it's all right. Like we get refunds and we're like, oh, nice. Like the government's paying me. But realistically, you're paying a lot of your paycheck is going to the government. So trying to minimize that and find areas around that is is wise. So powerful. Yeah. Coming back to one of the things you said before was about having uncapped income. I think this does a couple things because one, obviously it's great to be able to make more income, but it does something to our our mental state when we realize that, hey, if I work harder or I work smarter, if I produce a better product, if I serve someone more, then I'm actually going to get rewarded for that more. I remember when I first started working as an outside sales rep and you know, I realized, wait, so you're saying if I make more phone calls and have better conversations with people that I'll actually get paid more? So on a daily basis, rather than me staring at the clock all day saying, well, I just have to be here till the workday ends because I get paid the same amount. It was, I can't wait to get to work tomorrow. Like I'm not taking breaks. I'm dialing as fast as I can. I'm making those conversations as fast as I can because now I'm actually it's almost addicting. You're you're working for a reward, which I think is kind of how God designed us to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He says, "Be fruitful and multiply. Be productive, and everything will will be multiplied." So, that's right. That's for that's sure. That's right. Yeah. So coming back to taxes, let's let's get into this. Can you say what you said again about taxes being the biggest burden on us and us spending more on taxes? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, over your over the course of your lifetime, you will spend more on taxes than any other category cost of living out there. And the reason being is, well, one, because your income is going to go up over your lifetime, but also as you get older, I mean, there's like social security and Medicare, you will still have to be paying into that after you retire and they force you to take the money out of it. So like, I, I wish I had the, the graphs to show you, but, but I can sum it up by saying taxes will be your highest cost over your lifetime than any other cost out there. So it might, might, maybe I'm off on this, but it might make sense to understand some things about taxes. It might make sense to educate yourself on taxes if it's the thing that you're going to spend more of your money on than any other thing. What's the biggest thing that people don't understand about taxes? That's a good question. There's a lot, right? It can be confusing. The tax code, I mean, it's not meant to be just read and understood and in one look through. I think the biggest thing is is that you don't have to pay all those taxes, right? They can be the biggest cost to you over your lifetime, but there's ways to save on taxes. And that goes back to my point as like the government incentivizes business ownership, ownership of real estate, like investing into energy efficiency and, and certain markets that that will boost the energy levels of our of our economy. So like 
I think everybody, I tell people that, that it's going to be the biggest cost and they're like, okay, like that's the government that they're just going to do what they do, but there are ways around it and, and you should find out those ways. Right. So if I'm understanding you rightly, it's not just set in stone that this is how much you're going to pay in taxes. There are actually ways that you can put your money in one place or another that will allow you to hold that income. Would you say, and I heard you talk about this recently in a mastermind, that it's important for people to plan out their tax strategy at the beginning of the year? Yes. And throughout the year, I think it can be hard at the beginning because, I mean, we it goes back to setting a plan and then understanding that your plan might not be everything that you thought it would be. It might be more, it might be less, right? So um, I can say that I'm going to go out and buy two rental properties, but then come June or July, I only have one and maybe I have three more under contract or something like that. So what we do is we offer like packages where we we sit down with you on a quarterly, monthly, bi-monthly basis where we can discuss what's going on in your life, financial, business, and all the other things that, that might be an impact on your taxes. And, and the reason I think it's so important to plan is like you plan for retirement, but like if you're not planning for taxes along with your retirement, you could be paying a lot more in taxes than you would have thought. And so a lot of the adjustments that you can make happen throughout the year rather than January, February, March of the following year. And that's that's what hurts a lot of people. And that's why you see the cost is because they're not planning mm. ahead. Mm. Now, obviously, we recommend working with an expert like yourself. Are all CPAs the same or are there differences in quality? Yes. Um, yes, too. There's differences in quality and there's differences. I mean, just like anything, right? There's a lot of CPAs that will go out there, they'll, they'll prepare your taxes for a hundred bucks and, and they'll just do as many tax returns as they possibly can without much care for who is paying them or, or what their tax burden is. There's also accountants out there that, that won't take quote unquote risks with the tax code. And I, I say that under quotes because it's the law and, and obviously you do things according to the law, but some people, it can be a little while it's black and white in writing, it can be some people are a little more risk averse when it comes to taking certain tax strategies. And so definitely differences in quality, definitely differences in, in risk appetite. And I think just beware for bad tax advice and, and understand that, that for every one CPA or tax advisor out there, there's 700 people that need tax advice. So we, we there, and a lot of accountants know this and they're like, okay, you need me regardless. Like, I'm just going to charge you and not really serve you in the way, but like having that that one-on-one -on -one conversation where you can connect with your tax advisor, your CPA, and figure out what the best strategy going forward is that's uh, worth thousands and probably millions as, as your income grows. Right. <laughs> right, because if I'm understanding, you're I'm assuming you're not the cheapest CPA that someone could hire, but you get what you pay for. And I've heard you say that your role is to essentially never, uh, someone can never outpay you. So if they pay you a fee, you're always going to be able to over deliver and, and basically bring that back to them. Let's talk specifically to you. What makes you different or what does it look like to work with you? Yeah. So, I mean, working with me is, I mean, it could look a, a lot of, come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. One is, is if it's that one-on-one -on -one intimate conversation, then, then I'll set up monthly or bi-monthly calls. We'll, we'll hook up on a Zoom call 
or a phone call and just go over what's going on. But it's not just like on a, on a money basis. Like I, I care about what's going on with your family, where you're going, what, what you're doing in life. And like, I find out, and I, I learned this from the corporate world is like you, if you show up to work every day, like not a lot of people will actually truly care about what's going on in your life. Like, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. Like, so be it. But like being able to, to actually connect with somebody on an intimate level, it just drives the conversation and it drives the value of that relationship. So, I mean, that's one thing. The other thing is I'm looking to grow and learn as much as possible. So if you come to me and you say, listen, this is what they're telling me on the market. Like I'll go out and, and look into it because I know that not only will it benefit you, but it will benefit a whole number of other people out there that are looking for, for tax advice. So a lot of t accountants can get intimidated when their clients come with certain rules or, or advice or, or things they heard. But like for me, that that's like another opportunity for me to provide value to mm, someone else. So good. Yeah, it's funny because I think our whole lives we've been taught save, 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 cut costs, cut costs. And there are just times when it's not the wisest thing to pinch pennies on, you know, where we say, well, I can save a few hundred bucks by getting a cheaper CPA. Yeah, you can, but that decision might cost you, as you put it, millions of dollars uh, as your income grows and not having a CPA that has a true tax strategy and cares about you. I know for me, I certainly want a CPA that that is involved in personal development, that's involved in investing, that knows me on a personal level, that cares about me. So, yeah, if if someone's connecting with what you're saying or or they want to work with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, I think I mean Instagram is is one place, Chris underscore McCormack underscore underscore. Um <laughs> to LinkedIn too is is great. Um I do post daily on LinkedIn and then email. I can I can drop that in the show notes maybe. Chris at betterbooksaccounting.co. But really anywhere Anywhere and everywhere in King's Council. If you join King's Council, you'll find me there. So it's a it's a blessing to be in this community. It's a blessing to to have a business and to be able to to help others through it. And yeah, anything I can do, just feel free to reach That's out. Great man. Any final words that you want to give to our listeners? You know, Caleb, when you said that uh, underpaying on tax advice might not be the wisest thing, it, it brought up a saying that that I think somebody told me in high school. It's like you don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. And so when you, when you have, when there's certain things that you know can be of great value, then it's, it's wise to go after them. And I, I say that not just for tax advice, but like education and, and entrepreneurship and like investing in your business, investing in yourself, that that's where the biggest payoff is going to be. Whether it's King's Council, whether it's, it's something else, like you can't go wrong investing in, in yourself. And, and I say that as somebody that, that was saving all his money and investing in the stock market. But the greatest payoff I've ever had is, is investing in the future of your own being. Well said. And I think it's so true, you know, to the person that's out there, you know, just getting by and they want to start investing and they throw 300 bucks into crypto, you know, that 300 bucks is not going to magically make you rich. But if I mean, how much would you grow if you spent that 300 bucks buying 
personal development books or learning about real estate investing, that knowledge and education, it's one of the things that I think because the educational world is so messed up right now, uh, whether it be the college system or even you know high school, middle school, elementary school is so messed up, people have almost forgotten how powerful education is because real education, true education is one of the most powerful things that you can give your time, money, energy, attention to. All right, brother. Well, hey, it has been an honor to have you on the podcast. Too long. It took us too long to get you on the podcast, but I'm glad that we finally were able to uh, have a conversation about it. You know that I absolutely love you, and it just is such a privilege to do life with you. Likewise, brother. Sending all the love right back, man. It, it is an honor and a pleasure, and uh, let's keep doing love it. it. And to all you listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Chosen Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Caleb Spittler, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Chosen Podcast, powered by The King's Council. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this podcast and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.